Welcome back, everyone, to the newest episode of the Dream Team Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jake Schultz. This is episode 13, to my left. Back in the normal studio, I might add, and thank God, there's back in my circle, to my left. Selfie shake. What's up, what's up? Spencer Kloss in the middle. Uh, hello, everyone. And Daniel still hates us, so he is not here still once again. No, he's back in Canada, actually. And he he's not came here? back last night. He got in real late, so he's a little sleepy boy. Sounds so like we an give excuse him, to me. I guess we'll give him a bit of uh, leeway, I guess, because we're going to have two episodes this week. Ooh, Haven't we done that since um, NBA Finals, I believe, just like around that era. We were p- pumping out content to start off. Is that kind of crazy we started this at the end of the NBA hey, cycle? No, there's no podcast like that, man. We're different. We're just built different. doesn't really make sense. Also, it is muggy today. Can you feel this temperature it, in this room? It is It is a little like damp in the room, I will say that. Yeah. It's like feels Humidity's like high 43 degrees outside. And I just got my air conditioning fixed yesterday. Oh, thank God. I know. It's been two months that my air conditioning has like not worked. And I like walked in yesterday for okay first of all so yeah it hasn't worked i've been asking my landlord for like months to fix my air conditioning and it's just been like yeah i've called have they come and i was like no oh i called have they come no and i was like ah, please like i need my air conditioning yeah. fixed got through the first heat wave and then i saw that this was like 40 degree weather was coming up and i was like ah hell no i was like i'm not i'm not going through this without it because my place was coming up to like 80 degrees and i was like Dude. sleeping beside a fan and crying at night it's the worst when I was in like school in Waterloo, I paid nothing in rent, like four hundred fifty bucks for where I lived yeah. a month. But I didn't have AC. There was no central like air or heat control at all. Mm. And I went through the entire summer without air conditioning or like my fan barely did anything. If I turned my PlayStation on, that room would be too hot. Like that's that's how bad it was. It's I mean, those like, things are basically like an exhaust in themselves. You yeah, hear that? It was thing. a rocket ship. Bro. I know. Like, being in that room, I still remember, like, I would wake up in the morning and there would be, like, an outline of just, like, how much sweat pooled overnight while I was trying to sleep. That's it was disgusting. disgusting. It was awful. And me and my girlfriend was staying with me at the time, too. Jess and I would try to stay and sleep in a single bed together. She stayed with you during all that? Yeah. I don't know why she did. She <laughs> she worked in the area, so that's why it was easier for her to stay with me than drive. Yeah. But, like, bless her soul, I don't know how anyone would want to do that. But that just gives me PTSD, you talking about it, going a whole summer without a... Not even, like, air conditioning, but a good fan. I thought I wanted to die. Oh, my fan was awful. It was one of those, like, tiny, like, maybe, like, not not even, like, three inches tall. Like those table fans? Fans that I would, like, slightly circumvent my room, and I would still be sweating the entire time. It's the worst. Like, I would come home and judge. Anyways, I called my landlord, and I was like, look, man. I was like, you see the weather coming up, because this is apparently, like, going to be the hottest week ever recorded in the world. Don't say that, man. Don't we love climate change? Climate change is a- Canadian summers. Together. Ontario Bam. summers, Ontario summers, oh, not okay. Canadian Ontario, summers. Because yes. my girlfriend's having a great time out in BC. Yes, you are. Correct. Their weather's always good, bro. It's either raining or just fantastic, one or the other. I know. So I called him, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll send some of this today." I was like, "Really? Oh, is that easy? It's yeah. that easy?" All I come home, and I walked in my place. I think a little tear, one small tear, rolled down my eye, my eye, my face, because it was cold. <laughs> And I've never felt that feeling in this apartment because it was broken for so long. It's a good way to start the pod, man. It's a good story. It is. Feel and good. Now I'm back to being sweaty in here again because I can feel the humidity. Yeah, it's okay. Is we're we're going to cook. We're going to cook in the heat. Yeah, I feel like the heat brings out the weirdness in people, though. Oh, yeah. But that's what our podcast is. We're just weird guys talking about hoops. But, like, especially on the TTC. Look at that. That's true. 
But the TTC is just weird in general. True. But I was coming over here, and some guy beside me, and like, the, so the TTC has like five, basically, it's like a five chair arrangement. One's three on the side, and then there's like two kind of near it. I was sitting on the two one. Some guy gets down on the three, takes his his shoes off, oh. takes his socks off, and just his dogs oh, go stretched between all three chairs. I can't do Just sitting there letting that sucker breathe. And I was smelling those things, and I was ready to run away. It I would have I would have got off. I would have just waited for the next bus or subway. But if I do that, I'm not getting a good one here on time. Because uh, you know how long the thing stops at Chester over and over again? Yeah, but sometimes it's worth the risk, man. Like, that is <laughs> disgusting. I couldn't do it. Uh. It was really gross. And then I go in to get some scratch tickets because I won some scratch tickets. Yeah, I won some money. And then this guy IDs me. He goes, can I have your ID? I'm like, huh? You, you definitely don't look like you need to be ID'd. For context, I'm 24. You got a beard too, facial hair. And he's like, "Yeah, can I see your ID?" And I was oh, like, yeah. uh, "I, okay." You're the face of an 80 year old. Thank Whoa. you. That's <laughs> thanks, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, so I'm like reaching in my bag because my like my shorts don't have pockets. And then he's just like, "Well, like yeah, it's just customary." I was like, "Okay, but I'm also 24." He's like, "Oh, you're 24?" I'm like, yeah. He's like, "Oh, I believe you then." <laughs> okay. That was a waste was like, of an interaction. I was like, well, why did you make me do all of this? Uh, so that was a weird way of me getting over here. I just like I I've been ID'd twice since I've turned like twenty to get scratch tickets, and that's too much. That's yeah. already way too much. Well, the question is, did you did you win any money on those scratch tickets? I haven't done them yet. Should I do them during the podcast? Oh, <laughs> just scratch them during the podcast. Hmm. It's a crossword though, so it's not uh, as no, exciting. That's gonna take too long. It's gonna take too long. You just gotta update us. Next I podcast. I do have I have a different one too. I could you know. I could maybe. I'm it's, gonna need my royalties. It's one of those two dollar ones. Yeah, oh, that could be fun. If it's on the pod, I think it's fair we split it. If you win, is that also reality. gambling on a podcast? Is that is there probably. like some gray yeah, area probably. with that? I don't know. Probably. We might have to research that one first. Okay. Well, welcome to the Dream Team Podcast. Yeah. Speaking about making a lot of money. Hey, <laughs> perfect segue there. Our boy Jalen Brown. We talked about him in the off season, saying he was gonna get a monster contract, and boy did he ever get a monster contract. Not just any contract. The biggest contract in NBA history. This is breaking from Shams yesterday. Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown has agreed to a five-year, $304 million super max contract to extension with the Celtics. I, I repeat, that, that wasn't read wrong. $304 million. Fully guaranteed with a trade kicker. No player option. That is all Jalen Browns. The Celtics are keeping their core together. And here's a bit of a breakdown on how Brown's contract is playing out. 2024-2025, $52 million. Next year, 56. Year after that, 60, 64, and then 69. 69 in the last year. Okay, first of all, nice. <laughs> Second of all, 69 in the last year of the deal? I get it's like friendlier to have it like backloaded because they're obviously there's the idea of Jason Tatum's coming up for an extension next year which he could be making like 330 in like five years which is insane but oh man like nearly 70 million dollars in the at the end of that contract like how old is Jalen Brown going to be at that point so he's 26 tack on six five years yeah because it starts na- oh, yeah, next yeah, yeah. year so he's 32, 32. A 30 I guess 
It all depends on where the market's going to go and how like the cap like goes up or down, I think. Yeah, so this is where I'm kind of standing with the contract. It's a lot, right? I think we were all expecting it to be a lot. My initial reaction was I burst out laughing when I saw how much it was. But this is nothing new. Like This is kind of how the NBA works. This is how their CBA works. This is how their cal- salary cap floor hits. It's only rising. This is the first of many, right? Like He's not going to be the highest paid for, of all time for long. Someone's going to come and make more than him. Yeah, that's how sports leagues work. There's always Fairly somebody shortly. resetting the market. My thing with this is, like, apparently rival GMs have said, like, they consider him as, like, a fourth, fifth option at times on this team. And I don't necessarily agree I, with I that. I don't agree with but that. But, like, fifth. he's, like, the num- he, uh, obviously he's, a, he's like, at best the number two option, right? And then with Kristaps in that role, sometimes he'll probably be the number three option. So, like, this much money for a guy who's not your number one? Like, if you show me this money for Jason Tatum, I'm like, okay, I, ca- I get it, obviously. But, man, something about seeing that for a guy who's, like, your number two. Yeah, or three, he's not the star. Yeah, it just ru- it, it doesn't rub me the wrong way. That's not the right phrase. Like, it just feels really weird that, like, people are willing to give this kind of money for guys who aren't number ones. Like, where does it where does that stop? Yeah, they could have bought the whole Oakland Athletics franchise. With that money. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, it's just kind of wild it's a good dig there uh i just i don't like i have to like ask too when is it going to stop like every year it seems like a guy gets 10 million dollars more than the record like i think it was 50 million steph curry right yeah and then it was the dame 60 million was i want to say it was cat wasn't it wasn't i'm not didn't he sign like the first one it was like cat beal and wasn't it conley I thought Conley was the one to have, so, like, the... Conley had it, like, I want to say seven years ago was the thing. So seven years ago to the day, Conley set the record for Rich's contract, but it was, like, 150. And now Jalen Brown's more than doubled that. Yeah, so, like, it, uh, is it in, like, five years, are guys going to be making $100 million a year? Like, when does it stop? Yeah, I saw a report that there's, like, not... It, there's nothing concrete about it, but, like, when Shy comes up for an extension, because he just signed one, so he's not up for a while... But when he comes up for an extension, people are assuming he's probably going to be the first ever NBA player to get a $400 million contract. Yeah, the That's timeline crazy. adds up. Yeah, so in like four or five years' time, he could be making $400 million. I wouldn't even contract. be surprised, though, Zolfi, if it happens before that. Because if, if if Tatum, let's say, signs 338 next summer, and then it just seems like he could get up to 400 earlier. Yeah, it all depends on the salary cap, but as far as we know, it just keeps going up. But, man, this is interesting. But I'll say this, that, like, what else were the Celtics really gonna do? We talk. I talk. I talked to some people about this, and they're like, "Well, like you kind of just let him go, and then you try to figure out some like cheap assets or draft capital to get back in a sign and trade, and then you draft this guy who can be like a comparable wing player." I'm like, "That's a lot of ifs," but you have a guy here who was an All Star. I get it. I always joke he can't dribble with his left hand, and he has like a very glaring issue in that regard. But he is probably one of the better defenders in the league. He is probably one of the better wing players and scorers in the league. And I don't think the Celtics really have that many other great options. Yeah, email there, Spencer? Yeah, Spencer, what's the email? Hey, was that say? me? Did you get a report? Uh, something happened. Someone break news to you? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, I don't, I, people are thinking, like, the Celtics are a deep team. And I think they are, too. Well, they, they I, have been for the past five years. Exactly. But I don't think that can you can just keep that depth without a guy like Jalen Brown. Like, say what you want about him. He's a, a pivotal piece to this team. Because when Jalen – when Jason Tatum, sorry, isn't going – you have a guy in Kristaps now, sure, but he Kristaps isn't a ball handler. Jalen Brown is going to be more of a ball handler, and he does have to get better in it, and I get that. But, like, really, how are the Celtics going to equate this value by any means by letting a guy like Jalen Brown walk? Yeah, and, like, the Celtics don't make 
the CBA rules. They don't make the rules. Like if if they didn't give him the contract, somebody else would have. Obviously, he wouldn't have been eligible to sign such a big deal, but somebody would have signed him for something ridiculous. He still would have making fifty million dollars a year somewhere else. So the Celtics kind of had to do it. And I think an underrated thing too is it's like we talk about like oh players should like take team friendly deals and discounts and stuff. And then Jake, you brought up how like you feel like every deal is like resetting the market and like pushing further. Like I don't blame players, obviously, because like go make your money. You're only doing this for x amount of years. They don't they don't do their careers for like sixty years or so. They you only do it for like on average like ten to twenty, not even twenty. I think the average is like six to eight. So yeah. if you do it for like fifteen twenty years, you want to capitalize and maximize on that most. But like, I don't know if any of these guys also want to be the person to disrupt the market. If Jalen Brown comes up and he's eligible for a supermax and he doesn't take it, well then the next guy is gonna be up for a supermax. His team is gonna be like, look what Jalen Brown did. And do you want to be known as that guy between your peers, that you're the guy who disrupted the market and then everybody else is going to lose out money because of you? It's just getting his bag. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's what I mean. Like, if he, if he didn't get his bag and decided to be team-friendly, yeah. the franchise loves it, but are your peers going to love it? Yeah, and do you want to be seen as that guy? Yeah, a, that's a fair point. I think what I'm curious about is this is the way that extensions are going to go. Like, If you don't sign players now, it's going to look way worse in the future because that's just – with inflation and everything, that's all stuff way above our pay grade to be talking here on a podcast to really be like, pretend like we know what these, like these guys get paid millions of dollars to do the decisions that they're being made, right? At the end of the day, Pascal Siakam is up for an extension and he did not make all NBA and he's looking for an extension and you have seen his camp is willing to say he wants an extension now. Say Pascal makes all NBA next year with the Raptors, hypothetically, if he's still on this team. He's up for a bigger contract than he would be this year. Yep. So that also is just, like, partly puzzling in all of this, is that, like, you see this now. That is, like, that's only going to rise. And Pascal Siakam, you can argue all you want, is a better player than Jalen Brown. Currently, yeah, I'd say he is. He has more to offer. So that whole situation, again, Really puzzling, because if you have an opportunity to get him at a cheaper contract than Jalen Brown, that will really ultimately help out the Raptors for now or another team in the future. You do it. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think they would sign it that. still hasn't happened. Yeah, this whole I – think, I think the Raptors haven't done it because they have been obviously considering trading him and seeing where they can go with that. But it, to that point, I think signing him to a deal and then trading him makes sense. I know, Spencer, you've said this, that they probably – uh, keep him for the year, sign him to an extension going into next year, and then trade him then around the trade deadline or something. So I think yeah. I think that would, like, if if I had to guess, I'm kind of leaning with Spencer there that I think that's what happens after he's contract controlled they move him. But yeah, the Ra- honestly the Raptors conversation has just exhausted me. Like I I feel like I don't have much else to say other than like just figure it out, Masai and Bobby do something so then we can talk about that. Well, it's weird because we were in the midst of so much heat happening for so long and then now it's literally nothing like it just went radio silence again which makes me think that they probably tested the market which is why there was so much heat didn't like it there again and they went okay we'll keep him we have no issue with that and they're probably going to figure out the contract internally and see what happens from there in general though i i'm not as harsh on this contract that everyone else is because i know like what we said with all these other contracts going with everything rising up it's it's going to be whatever it's going to look team friendly in like three years from now if he's on the Celtics, because there is a trade kicker, like he can get traded with this contract. There's no no trade clause like Bradley Beal had. So if the Celtics feel like the time is up, the score won't work, they're not going to get it, they can move on from him. Yeah, they can, hypothetically. 
it just, again, it all to me, it all just comes down to the market because uh, when the John Wall deal happened back in the day or the Russell Westbrook deal after that, like people thought like they could get traded, and in in some instances they did get traded, but like everyone looks at that contract whenever those guys are traded and see how much money they were getting those years when they were traded. And they were like, yeah, I don't know if I want Russell Westbrook for $50 million a year or whatever it was at the time. So maybe Jalen Brown will be a trade asset in a couple of years. But if the market doesn't go up as much as we think or the salary cap doesn't rise, then he could be a tough asset to trade. It, like Everything is dependent on big ifs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he plays at a certain po- uh, performance level, if the market goes up in a certain regard. You obviously pay players for potential in some regards, and I guess that's what the Celtics did here. He is proven to some degree, but they're paying him, hoping that he's going to become that like real star-studded number two option. So good on the Celtics for keeping an asset that's as valuable as Jalen Brown, but, man, that is a lot of money. And, like, roster building, I guess they'll worry about that problem later. Yeah, I mean, it just happens all the time. And pace-wise, Jake's right, like – in four years on this pace, like people are gonna making a hundred million dollars a year, but also like logically, does that make sense? Or is there, is it going to plateau at some point? So there's, there's a lot of variables and a lot of unknowns. Um, like you guys have both already mentioned, but, um, yeah, I don't, I, it is what it is. Yeah. What happens then when Tatum gets his extension next year and you have $600 million going towards two players though? Isn't that wild to think Because that's, that's a genuine question because Perzingis' contract did he sign an extension? He signed an extension. So he's came. he's under wraps, but you I have all these other. Like, I believe it's like thirty six million or something like Did that. He? I, thought he, I thought he. I thought he. I thought he accepted his player option. Well, that's what, sorry. His player option was like thirty. Let me look it up. You I think it's thirty six. Yeah. yeah, I think you got the number right. Because that's a lot for two players, and like their window is closing. I think, regardless of if you're locking them down long term. Your window is closing on the opportunity of having the players that you're having on this team right now to help you win the championship. Because if you have so much dedicated to two players, it's going to be a lot harder for you to win. Yeah, it always is. Like, look at, I'm going to go cross sports here, but Toronto Maple Leafs, right? That's a different thing, though, because the cap is so small there and it's actually under control (laughs) compared to the NBA. The NBA's cap is just like spiraling out of control at this point yeah i just mean more in the terms of like now people are discussing that true and matthew's gonna take a pay cut because yeah. his big contract is holding the team back and it's just it's just if you have so much money locked up into two players we're at a such like we're at an age where the basketball being played in the nba is so high level that like you're gonna get exposed by teams that have depth and have spread their money out a bit more the only thing that i can think of with this cap rising that's going to benefit will be okc with Shai Gilgis Alexander, because they have so much depth around them at cheaper value. On rookie deals, they have all these first round picks, all these guys that aren't making a lot of money. If you say you're trying to go for a deep playoff run, they're probably benefit the most from all of this because they can sign Shai to his extension and just not have to worry about everything else because they have everyone else on these small contracts. Yeah. Sam Presti, I think, deserves an award for what he's done. <laughs> He's got an executive of the year, hasn't he? Or he's been in there. They should give him every uh, single year an executive. He's of definitely the year. won one. I don't know yeah. if he's won one with OKC. Yeah, but. I know I, that. That I'm not sure about. But yeah, going back to the contract stuff. So Kristaps, he is making 36. Currently, Jason Tatum going into the 23-24 season is 32.6. Jalen Brown is gonna probably be making around like 31, 32 before this extension kicks in. So that's three guys making around 30 to 35 million dollars. So you're looking at like 90 to 100 almost just between them. The salary cap, I believe, in going into the next season is 135. The the first like 
luxury tax bracket is like 165 and they're going to be over that as of right now so i guess the celtics are just willing to pay but once this contract extension kicks in a year later and you add in jason tatum's extension and i'm assuming depending how Kristaps goes you sign him to an extension as well after that player option has been exercised this coming season that's a lot of money for three guys and you're not gonna have much money left in the rest of the team unless you're willing to go into that like second apron and spend insane amounts of money on this roster and maybe the boston celtics organization is willing to do that i don't know but to me this looks like this is a very short-term move they're banking on this team winning a championship in the next two maybe three they years. need to yeah i think if they don't win it within the next two years they're done like they need to blow it up yeah, they kind they of. This is not a long term. Regardless of a long term contract, it's not a long term solution. Yeah, I think if it doesn't happen in two to three years, which is how much money they'd have to spend to keep it going. Well, who's more expendable? It's Brown or Tatum. It's obviously Brown. Brown. Brown's going to be the one to be better, shipped so. off immediately. Yeah. I mean, like, let's see how Kristaps does on this team because maybe they choose Kristaps over Jalen Brown. I don't know. It depends like how he fits with Jason Tatum. If Jason Tatum and Kristaps Porzingis make a really good one two duo, like maybe it's worth like moving Jalen Brown in two years if they don't win a championship. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the only real big negative of this contract is like Jake keeps emphasizing is that you're shortening their window because someone like Jason Tatum, now if he signs a five-year extension um, and you have Brown under that money, those last three, two, three years of those contracts are going to be very hard to win, right? Because you're going to have all your backloaded money. Uh, the cap won't keep up. Because if you have two guys making $70 million a year, like that's... 90 percent of your cap yeah so the cap is not gonna exceed like, grow at that fast of a rate no so they're really just shortening their window with those two players with these deals they're banking on it they're but they've been so it. close for five years straight that like it makes sense that they're doing this still yeah, at yeah, the same time that's fair. i do get that like yeah. re- realistically they should have been in the finals this year if jimmy butler and the miami heat didn't go on this massive tear they would easily have been in the finals they made the finals third. two years ago. Like th- this is a team that's been there. They're close. They almost done it. Why give up? Why blow that up now? Yeah, you've shortened your window in quotation marks, but y- your window was always short to begin with. I guess into your point, the window is now. Yeah. So I get like shortening it, but man, it's just like I guess like fans or people who look at these numbers, like you said, Spencer, you're looking at the back end of it, and you we're thinking about the consequences because if they don't win a championship in the next two or three years, well then, and then you said it as well, Jake, like. It's basically blow it up because what else can you really do? I don't think you can afford to pay all these guys. This duo is not surviving another two seasons if they don't win. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not happening. It's which is crazy because you're you're we're literally saying Jalen Brown just got a five year extension and Jason Tatum's about to get a five year extension next year, but we're also in agreement that in two to three years if they don't win, who cares about these five year deals? We're just gonna probably move one of them. Someone will want Brown. It's wild. I mean, that's the NBA, I guess. You just you need results now, and they're willing to do whatever it takes, but they're also willing to not live up to like contract like commitments with brown in wraps do we think this team is gonna head to the nba finals this year i personally i do i yeah i think this i don't know why i've had this weird inkling in the back of my head that i think the celtics it's their year and i hate saying that i hate the boston celtics but (laughs) i think i Zulfi, known hater of the boston celtics you know what it is i hate the city of boston I don't hate the Celtics. I actually really have been uh, – I've respected their talent and what they have on their team for years. I hate the city of Boston. They're way too spoiled when it comes to, like, championships. 
a lot of their fans have been noted, I won't say the word, but a lot of their fans have been noted to not be particularly nice to their own players at times. A little disrespectful, you could say. Yeah, disrespectful to their <laughs> own players, which I think is ridiculous, especially because all their teams do is win championships, and they don't deserve it. Also, their teams cheat, Patriots, I'm just saying. But I think the city of Boston... All right, all right. Okay, the city, all hey, right. Tell me I'm wrong. The Patriots didn't cheat? It's a nice team. I'm nice team. Nice city. It is a nice team. Sorry, thank I you. I didn't mean to say that. I'm it was sure 10 years ago. Move on. It still happened. They're city of cheaters. <laughs> I'm a Patriots fan. Yeah, you okay. did that as a shot, obviously. Yeah, no, duh. <laughs> but move on. The defla- <laughs> deflate gate is the dumbest thing. Whatever. It happened. The balls were deflated. They were up by three points. You know what? When the balls weren't deflated, they won by 40. So who cares? Patriots staffers were seen trying to take footage at Cincinnati Bengals games before the Bengals were good. You're that- telling me that no other team does that? Everyone does. No, but why does Bill Belichick need to do that against the Bengals? Come on, Because man. Bill Belichick can. He doesn't care. Cheater. He doesn't care. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Have fun with your crappy Falcons this year. Hey, hey, 10 wins, Whoa. winning the division. It's not happening. Whoa. I'm it's, telling you right now. It's not happening. Just how about like, you're on to the Pacers going over 35 wins this year? Now they're happening. That is such a reasonable take. What Neither of them are reasonable like the takes. They're both reasonable no. takes. Falcons? The, the Falcons, Falcons have the easiest strength of schedule. That, that it doesn't actually, matter. The second, sorry, they have the second easiest strength close. of schedule. I can see them getting they close. They have the second easiest strength of schedule. Their division is a mess. They have the one of the best running games in the league when almost nobody runs the ball anymore. And they added so many defensive weapons, which was their one weakness last year. But you don't have a quarterback. You have a court. Desmond Ritter, I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. I'm not saying he's elite. I'm saying he's going to do enough to just not make the mistakes. If... If they can win seven games with Marcus Mariota when they're projected to win four, and Marcus Mariota is literally throwing the ball off his back, then you can probably win more than that with a competent quarterback all season, Desmond Ritter. Did you fix the O-line issues? They have a great O-line. What are you talking about? This no, they, not that last year they didn't. Not a great passing O-line. A great running O-line. Yeah. Their O-line pa- is well, passing is important. Yeah, not hey, the Niners not went to the like the Niners went to what a Super Bowl with passing well, and, the ball yeah, nine true. times a game. Fair enough. Everyone will look good in that Niners. Exactly. We've seen so it for like, years. If you can be a great run team where your quarterback doesn't have to pass more than ten times a game, I'm not saying they're gonna be the Niners. I'm saying ten wins, win the division, we'll see what happens. And then get blown out in the playoffs? Yeah. Probably. Is that a good season for you? After the past couple of years, hell yeah. Let me get to the playoffs. I'm really See, so I mean, this is a Patriots fan. He's like, oh, the pay- the playoffs is that all? That's good for you? <laughs> yes. Not every team just has won multiple championships all the time and not tried and cheated. Hey, it's been a good life for me. All right. I'm not very good good with NFL divisions. Are the Falcons in the Saints division? Yeah, yes. the South. Okay, so you think they're finishing ahead of the Saints? I don't. I don't think so. I think the Saints are getting way too disrespected this the year. The Saints lost one of their best. Like I think their defensive, one of their main defensive callers, he was their defensive line coach, who's now the Falcons' defensive coordinator. They've lost defensive pieces, and I'm not saying they're going to be bad. The only team that has an easier schedule than the Falcons are the Saints. Better but Derek Carr is is he a better quarterback than what they had? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Then Desmond Ritter. Well, no, no I'm saying than what, what they New Orleans had. had. I'm not trying to rip on the Falcons. Oh, team. he's better than Jameis Winston. Yes. And what was it? Jameis Winston and what? Andy Dalton. And Taysom Hill. Like, he's better than all of them. Derek Carr gets hate on way too much. I'm not saying Derek Carr's bad, but we're not. Let's not act like he's even as good as Kirk Cousins. He's not. No, I would. I would, but he's still a big upgrade for them. Kirk Cousins also gets hate on too much. Oh, I think Kirk Cousins is super underrated. But that's what I mean. I think Kirk Cousins. He'll never win, but. Had a great year last year. Yeah, it was fun of the year. But. Derek Carr, I don't think I'm sold on him. I think he needs to show me a bit more. The right. Carolina Panthers will have a rookie quarterback. They yeah. added some weapons, and the Bucks and have the Baker Bucks Mayfield are... at quarterback. Sorry, yeah. I like Carolina. This could be fun this year, man. They could be fun. Don't get me wrong, they'll be fun. I don't think Adam winning. Thielen and Bryce Young. 
Yeah, they added Miles Sanders too. I'm pretty sure they got uh can't catch. Yeah, yeah, fair. Fair. At least they'll have a coach Aiden that Hurst, can use him properly. Great runner, though. Aiden Hurst was added to the team as God, well as a tight end. So they'll, they'll have exciting names, but I don't know, man. Say hi to Johnny Smith for me. I will. He's going to be better on the Falcons. It was great block. Absolutely not. Yes, he will. Johnny Smith is – yeah, that's all Johnny can do is block. He can't do anything else. And Watch. the Patriots got Anthony Ferkshire for their blocker. Arthur Smith so. is going to unlock Johnny. Remember when Johnny was good? He was on the Titans when Arthur Smith was there. Cool. Ooh. That means nothing to me. I've seen Johnu play for two years and he looked brain dead. Yeah, you know who else looks brain dead? Bill Belichick because he's old. Oh, I thought you were gonna throw. I thought you were gonna, <laughs> yeah, was, about I thought you were gonna say me. I was no, like, I oh my goodness, that was just a walk off the podcast. No. God dang. Okay, back to basketball. Yeah, uh, sorry. Did you guys see Jeff Doubting got a contract? Yes, we yeah. did. Jeff not Doughton. guaranteed though. No, it is no, a camp contract. Bring up. Yeah. Zero dollars guaranteed, but two million. Oh, the terms out if he makes yeah. the team. Uh. Two, so he gets, blah, blah, blah. so he gets the first half guaranteed if he makes the team. Is it one year or two? It's just one year. I think it's a camp contract, just one. So Honestly, he becomes guaranteed like, for nine hundred. I don't mind it. Go prove yourself. Go prove yourself. I mean, Especially if this team doesn't have the depth that we wanted it to have, you'll probably get some run. So go prove yourself. I really like Jeff Down. He just always makes the right plays. Yeah. So what happens if he makes the team? He plays over Malachi. Yes. I would play him over Malachi. And am then the Schroeder's off the bench. Schroeder's off the bench. Am I the only one who doesn't think Malachi Flynn's that good? Me. I don't I feel think like a lot of people talk no about No one it. thinks Malachi's well, good. Why does his name always come up as like a conversation of somebody who's actually going to play? He shouldn't actually play. Because I think people think that he's in the doghouse and they want to see him with a chance. But I just – he's like – he's he's a shooting guard who thinks he's a point guard. That's And that's he's not good at either. No. He's a he's a decent shooter. He's a decent shooter. He's very good as a spot he's up streaky. three shooter. He's streaky. If, yeah. it's, if he's a catch and shoot, he's pretty decent at it. I would say he's streaky. And he's not he's not horrible on defense. I like think he his holds best- his own. They were subbing him in against the seventy uh, the seventy sixers. Since it's a football talk. No, it is. Is it the 76ers? It's the 76ers. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. They subbed him. They were subbing him in in the playoff series against the seventy sixers because for Malachi's defense. Yeah. How they do. Anyways, <laughs> exactly. I think people just want to see all the young players in the Raptors with a different coach. And I don't disagree with that take. Yeah, I would, I would like to see Malachi. This like he's had chances before, but as we've talked about relentlessly with Nick Nurse, the sub in, sub out, sub in, sub out. You don't play five games; you play three games. You like, yeah, like confidence. He hasn't had shot. consistency, and we, granted, it's the Tampa season. He won Rookie of the Month in Tampa. Wow, crazy man. It was the same month that Anthony Edwards won. Oh, uh, how did their careers end up? Where, where's Anthony Edwards now? I'd take Malachi nice. over Anthony. Yeah, would you? Yeah, right. Do you remember Malachi played Lamelo Ball in preseason though, and everyone thought that Malachi was going to be better? Oh, I can never attest to that. My lord, really? Well, and like, not people who, like actually watch the Raptors, but a lot of people are like, oh, like we got the better point guard, and oh, we didn't have to, Jesus, and everyone thinks Lamelo's a bust. And, I think yeah. with like with the Raptors young guys, and I get it, like. Delano Bainton was also one of these guys. Like, a lot of people talk about these players, but, like, do you watch them in the G League? Like, you know what I mean? Who's really watching them in the G League? And people who are know what we're talking about. If there's anyone who I would have, like, been willing to see on this roster, like, make a name, and I actually crapped on him earlier, was Delano Bainton. Because he, he does well in the G League. He oh, doesn't yeah. do well when he translates to the NBA, which is the problem. He doesn't make that leap. But, like, a guy like Malachi Flynn doesn't even do well in the G League. Like, a guy like Ron Harper Jr., he's been given another contract. That guy hasn't done much in the G League, the Summer League, any league. I'm shocked so, Ron like, Harper Jr. got another contract. Hey, man, hopefully yeah. he can, he can like, develop a bit more. I don't know. They're just going to throw him on the 905 again. Oh, absolutely. But, like, yeah, like, I need people who talk about these young prospects and be like, oh, we need to see more of them do this. We need to see more of them do that. You can see them. Just watch them in the G League. <laughs> and if you don't, then you really don't know what you're talking about. No one yeah, watches the G League. Yeah, well, then stop acting like you guys know. 
Okay, I'm not saying you guys, but I'm saying like people. But that's even like on a that's like a smaller scale of what happened with Win Banyama, right? Everyone thought people saw like four highlights and thought they knew exactly what his game was like. That's frustrating, man. And the Patriots oh. are cheaters. I just want to go back. Okay. To that. Yeah. Well. Well, I, I honestly I think Doughton will be fine. I I I would like to see him with a new coach. That's a good. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a that's a good contract. I'm happy he finally got one, because yeah. it's been months of them saying. Yes, Jeff Doughton is in our plans, and then he's just been sitting there twiddling his thumbs with no contract. Here's a $2 million contract, Jeff. Go prove yourself. You want to keep the contact? Contact? Contract talks going? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. This is coming out of the Cavs camp with Tim Bontemps, speaking on Donovan Mitchell, saying, I don't think there's any chance he signs an extension there ever, and if it was up to me, I would trade Donovan Mitchell Today, oh, someone didn't edit that tweet properly. Don Van, hey, Don Van Mitchell, it's a good nickname. Don Van. So, that apparently is the newest news with Donovan Mitchell. He has had one season so far under the Cavs where everyone was hyping them up as the newest, most exciting young team to play, and they <laughs> certainly were in the regular season, Couldn't certainly not road. in the postseason. That's an interesting take there i don't know if i agree with it because this Cavs team is still so young but do we know how much how much longer donovan's term is with the Cavs? Yeah, it's only two more years right to look it up actually it sounds right because he signed an extension with utah yes i think the year summer before he got traded so he should be two years into his deal i mean look people are constantly evaluating this stuff to begin with people are always looking at trades, testing the market, seeing if they're going to get anyone. They got a haul for Donovan last year. Mm-hmm. Like, they gave they gave up a haul. They got him under contract for three, three more years. Three more years. So, yeah, no, I'm not trading him. last year's a player him. option. I'm not trading him. What? I would like to see this team continue to grow with Donovan. This is exactly what they needed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A guy who's contract control for three seasons, I guess, again, the last one's a player option. That I don't agree with that you should trade him today. I do don't like I don't hate the the concept that there's concern around Donovan wanting to stay there after again, we saw what happened against the Knicks in that series and he's a New York guy and he's been rumored to wanting to go to the Knicks forever, especially when the stuff with Utah was happening towards the end of his tenure there. So like if I'm Donovan, maybe the grass does look greener on the other side, especially because you lost that Knicks team and you see you could play with a guy like Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart and those guys. So, I don't know. Like, do I trade him right away? Hell no. I agree with you. Like, he's under contract. Why would you do that? You got to see if they can make this work. But I think in a year from now or two years, if this thing doesn't change or grow in any point, like, I could see it happening, especially if Donovan doesn't show any interest in wanting to sign an extension. Like, but, this seems to seems to report. But Zolfi, Darius Garland's a better point guard than J- Jalen Brunson. Is he, though? <laughs> Sorry. You're never going to let that Sorry. go, are Moving you? on. Hey, man, Spencer, Moving you're on. right. I'm with you. I think Jalen Brunson is better. I think people who voted then said that Darius Garland is better, Daniel, are just wrong. Is grass really greener on the other side with New yeah. York? <sighs> I mean, you're in your hometown market. Your friends and family can be there. Some people say it's good. Some people say it's bad. Hey, man, the Knicks beat the Cavs in the series. Do I think as a collective of talent they're better? Not necessarily, but – New York can be an enticing place, especially if you're from there. There can be a lot in terms of endorsements, biggest media market in the world. So Steve I do May see Smith loving you. Yeah, a bit of that. I guess that's positive. I would possibly <laughs> probably think that's a negative, but to each Spike their own. Lee. Exactly. Like 
imagine Spike Lee sitting in the garden wearing your jersey while you're popping off in front of like your friends and family and like hometown fans, right? That could be pretty enticing. Well, yeah, there's no denying that the garden is like the loudest arena yeah. in the league. It's the Mecca, man. That's what it is. Like, so if he goes there, I wouldn't blame him. And like we saw what the reception Carmelo got when he went back to the garden and he played with the Knicks for the first time. Like, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell would get exactly that, but he'd probably get a pretty insane reception and be so beloved by that team. And he'd be a perfect player to help the Knicks go over the top. Obviously, if you do it a couple of years from now, you don't know what that team's going to look like. Well, there would be issues too because Brunson signed that short-term contract that wasn't a lot of money. It was a lot cheaper, so his contract would probably be up by the time Donovan's is up. Yeah. yeah, but they don't have many other expensive contracts on that team. Yeah, and they can get rid of Randall. Julius Randall. Yeah, just get rid of him. Are yeah. you over Randall? I feel like he... Randall doesn't like he's never really proven to me that he can ever be this number one guy. Oh yeah, he's never. And the, they guy. keep shoving him into this role, and it doesn't work. He's very talented. Um, just, I just don't let him shoot threes. I don't love. I was about to say I don't love his decision making. I think that can really hold an athlete back sometimes. Like you can have all the talent in the world, but when you're taking step back threes in the corner. When Why did the league put him in the three-point competition? I don't know. No idea. He know. shoots 34% from three last season, and on, on excuse me, on his career, he shoots 33%. That's better than Siakam, isn't Not it? Not that bad. Siakam, I think, shot like 29%. Pretty much league average. That's pretty much league average, to be honest. But Then why is every time I watch him play, it looks like he's like – Feels like he's Kobe Bryant. He takes he, these step he back takes threes. So he takes so damn many. He takes the toughest shots out there. That's the thing. Like, he goes to go back to a football reference. If you know football, you know this. With the with the Vikings, they like they win so many one score games, and it's like it's a make or miss type of thing, right? Like, if the the Vikings could easily have lost all those games that they they won, the same with Julius Randle. Two years ago, he was making all these insane shots. All-star, looked great. Last year, was not making all those crazy shots. Looked like a bust. They're like, what are we doing? This year, he made all those hard shots again for the most part. And then you're like, oh, yeah, maybe Julius Randle is good. He's just a make-or-miss guy. That's what he is. This year, he averaged 25 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Like, he averaged a double-double. Like, he had a pretty good season. So, he's going to be one of those guys always where he's make-or-miss. And that's just who he is. He just plays like a freaking shooting guard, man. But he's so big, like... I never love like your my bigs like shooting not like under 45% from the field. Um he's only 28. Yeah, well it's, mm. he's only so his last four seasons 46% from the field, 45. 2 years ago 41%, last year 46. He's also a weird player when I say like he's kind of like the Vikings. Like one year the Vikings are great, the next year they're not and then they go back and forth. Julius Randle the past like 5 years has alternated he averaged 21 points, then went down to 19. Went up to 24 points, went down to 20. Went up to 25 points. So is he going to go down again? Who knows? We'll see. Like, he's just going to be Why did I think guy. he was, like, 32? Oh, no, he's not. No, that. he only got drafted mid-2010s. Yeah, he was a... Talk about looking 80 years old. He's the one that <laughs> Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. I just... I don't know. He just... He doesn't play to his strengths all the time, and I think that's what really bugs people. Because if you look, like, at just, like, on paper, like... He looks like a pretty good player. Hey, Spencer, I know but you're on you basketball reference, too, so you, you can't guess this because you'll see it. But do you know any of Julius Randle's nicknames? No. Jake? <laughs> Absolutely uh, they're not. They're hilarious. What? I've never heard any of I those. didn't think he had nicknames. You thought you thought Siakam was a spin master. Julius Randle's nickname is Beyblade. Apparently. Apparently I, Beyblade. You would have told me that that would have been Siakam's nickname with how many yeah. memes people have thrown at him. His nicknames, according to basketball reference, Beyblade, Orange Julius, and Don Julio. <laughs> I would never refer to somebody with the game of Julius Randle as Don Julio. Don Julio is pretty funny. It's orange, a great orange Julius, I think I actually have heard. Because yeah, it makes sense because the Knicks color is orange as well. Yeah. 
But Don Julio, I think of smooth. I think of nice and like finesse. And Julius Randle is the complete yeah, opposite of all clunky, of that. Chunky, just chunky guy on the court. Like, what are we doing? Um, Julius Randle, I will never forget him as Spencer is just crawling around our room right now. I will never forget Julius Randle splashing like seven threes against the Raptors this season in the first quarter. Yeah, there's always- and me watching that game just like this at the arena, just like my hands on my head, and I was like, oh. I'm glad you described the hands on your head. When you said like this, I'm like, no one on the podcast knows what this means. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that, okay, look, <laughs> I have another podcast as well where we do video. It's called Cinemates. If you want to come watch, there's whoa, some whoa, cinema, whoa, yeah, some whoa. some TV, everything like that. So I, I am used to showing my hands as much. I forgot that it's just your gorgeous eyes that are looking at me. Yeah, fair. Also, for your Cinemates one, get some lighting in here, man. It looks like a paranormal activity set. That's that the point. I thought crazy. I like. I kind of liked it. Uh, maybe maybe because I'm a, I'm a chicken. I, the paranormal activity. <laughs> I mean, you did walk in and out. turn the lights on yeah, immediately. Bro, it creeps me out. Do you sleep with a nightlight? Honestly, as a kid, I did for a long time. Oh, I time. thought you were just about to say it. No, yeah, no, right no, now no, I honestly, do. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, a, do you? Do I now? Yeah. No. Now I want to be in pitch black darkness when I sleep. Yeah, but like same. when I was a kid, I had a nightlight for a long time. Like I'm, probably into like 10, 11 years old. I'm not scared of the dark. I, I'm scared of heights, but the dark never – it bothered me when I was a kid a little hey man, bit. Hey, man, is there going to be a demon or ghost at a, at a, in a high place? No, they're going to be in the dark. I just told myself they would attack me in the light too if they really cared. <laughs> So. Ah man, darkness is their friend. What are you scared of, Zulfi? What demons and uh, paranormal? Actually, you know what I say that you're scared it, of demons. No, no, no. Like, no. <laughs> it's actually I was like, demons. we need to unpack that no, a no, little no, bit no, more. No, 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 <laughs> I do have demons in my head. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, I want to. <laughs> I want to say. I'll ask you this because I've debated this with people. What is more like terrifying to you? Like a a mass murderer, serial killer type of guy out after you like a mike myers and like cabin in the woods type of thing or like a paranormal activity like ghost annabelle demon thing after you in a horror movie like what would be more like bone chilling like terrifying for you? probably the ghost because i could probably take whoever is coming for me in the shed spencer who's you definitely the, uh, the other one really I, i'm scared of people i could take michael myers see i'm like i'm way i'm torn in between this because like the hope that I think I could take like a Michael Myers would want me to try to do it, but then I think like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm gonna. Zofi, you've played rugby. Of course, you can yeah, take but these it's guys. Michael Myers, man, like he shows up <laughs> everywhere. It, like he's like six foot three, but he's somehow like this quiet serial it's killer. Me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's that's oh, that's, oh, that's a wait, fun way to describe oh, yourself. <laughs> six okay. foot three and a killer. <laughs> yeah, no, but like with when it comes to like a demon or a ghost or something, part of me is like, yeah, yeah I'm screwed. I w- if I could swear, I would say like I'm effed. Like, cause I know I'm gonna die. Like, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna do anything. I would at least, if a demon's coming at me, I'm like, yeah, all right, I live the good life. Just do what you gotta do. Cause like I know there's no escaping it. So part of me like wants to say I'm not terrified because of that. But then yeah, like the the serial killer thing. Like I think maybe I could take it. So I don't know. Paranormal stuff freaks me out. Oh, hundred percent. I the amount of people that talk about paranormal stories, and I just sit there and I just am like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Oh, I hate it. And I hate I, those stories. Cause I haven't had anything personally mm-hmm. happen to me. And I just like I'm good. I don't want any of this stuff. My girlfriend has a Ouija board that she found. Oh hell no! No, so she found it. That's worse. In a store, that was just like this kind of looking like beat up Ouija board type of box. Oh, she bought it. So she brought it to the cashier, and the cashier goes, "There's no barcode on this. This isn't ours." Oh no 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 no! No, thank you. You gotta leave that. Did she take it? 
She still has it. It's in oh, her mom's why? house. Bro, wild, this is the one time I'm going to say this. Why, you people, bro? Y'all do the craziest <laughs> bro, stuff. You just brought up my point for me. How many people did ghosts kill a year? Zero. How many people did white people kill a year? <laughs> Millions. <laughs> hey, you can't say that. Ghosts probably kill. You don't know if the ghosts are That's killing true. some people. You don't. But in fairness, statistically speaking, you do have a point, Spencer. White people are scary, man. <laughs> No, I was gonna say white people are crazy. You go like go into a forest at night, into cemeteries and stuff. I'm never. Oh, I'm not going through a forest at night. I'm. I mean, yeah, that's definitely eerie. I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, see, you describe it as eerie. That's that's a white person word. I'm just like, nah, bro. That's scary. Do you watch horror movies? No, not because they necessarily scare me. Because I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the idea of like wanting to sit down for two hours to get scared or like be put in that position. You know what I mean? Like a dark, gloomy movie. I've watched a couple like uh, scary movies, like in theaters even. And I just like don't leave out like feeling good. Like it's just not a fun experience for me. Like thrillers, I do enjoy. I like, love thrillers. Thrillers, I have a really good time with. But if it's just a horror movie, like I think I watched Annabelle in theaters, and like it got okay, me. Okay, like, but you're also just... watching garbage movies in theaters. You have to watch the good horror movies. Yeah, what's a good horror movie? Annabelle just... was not good. Hereditary. Oh, I hate. I watched that not in theaters, but that movie gave you me out. the heebie-jeebies. Bro. That's a good ass movie. I hate it, yeah. dude. That, no, no, don't do that. And like the kid breaking his face and nose and the oh my yeah. god, it's no, a great movie. No, no, I hated the ending too. I'm just. Ugh. Have you ever seen Paranormal Activity, Zolfi? No, I, I told you oh, the trailers. Hilarious. The trailers tripped me the hell out. The that first three Paranormal scary. Activities are they're actually decent. I didn't think they were scary. I thought it was. I thought though I'd only seen one. It was the one where like the the ghost i guess like drags the mom down the stairs bro i just died laughing <laughs> you're a sick man what do bro, you mean there's nothing dragging her though she's just like just well it's a ghost the... bro that's hilarious man. <laughs> spencer's like if spencer i don't, see the, understand if I don't see the ghost or demon it doesn't exist spencer is a show me everything don't tell <laughs> me nothing his brain just didn't want to imagine <laughs> what was dragging her yeah like a movie like insidious no that's scary paranormal activity where you don't see any ghosts oh bro the, the song you know the song they use in insidious like, oh don't do that bro that literally makes my skin crawl i can't do it oh that trips me out the new insidious is not good yeah. have no. you seen oculus that movie i love oculus oh. i've never seen good it. movie really but fantastic. not a fan because it's just like I don't need to be watching that. I like again. I've talked about this. My my ghost movies are Adam Sandler movies because they're dumb. <laughs> I don't have to think, and I'm like, I'm in a positive like space of mind. Watching horror movies, you're just not. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is be anxious and then watch a horror movie. Why? Yeah, okay, you might be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's between, wrong with that? What's wrong what? with being a serial killer? <laughs> you like, you <laughs> like to get anxious before you watch a movie. No. A okay. Movie. I don't like to get anxious. I'm always anxious. Okay. Right. Okay. So then I watch a horror movie, and it's like a nice release. I guess. <laughs> Is it? I would feel yeah. more anxious after. I, it it kind of releases things for me sometimes. You do you, man. I yeah, swear I'm not right. a serial killer. Do I look like a serial killer to not you? Not really. No, no. but if you, hey, if you put on a jumpsuit and a white skin mask, yes, you would. But Because apparently you think you're Michael Myers. No, I could take Michael Myers. <laughs> this is what I was saying. He's an anti-serial killer, if anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll stop them all for you. Yeah. You're a serial killer killer? I'm a serial lover. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, last one up on the <laughs> <laughs> kind of trade contact contract. I keep saying contact. Why am I saying contact? Contract talked. Uh, we'll, we'll breeze through this quickly. Austin Reeves said on his podcast, Austin Rivers. Austin, Rivers. <sighs> Austin podcast. Reeves. Sorry, you only, you said the irre- you said the relevant one. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's tough. 
Austin Rivers does have a good co- yeah, podcast. You, you so. can't blame me, right? No, 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 no. Austin Reeves is more relevant. But hey, man, Austin Rivers doing his thing on the podcast team. Oh, cool. I actually like Austin Rivers. He just hasn't really been in the NBA for a few years now, has he? How about Doc Rivers? We're, we're just not going to talk about Doc Okay, can you try the impression one more time? No, I listened to it. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't long enough for it to be good or bad, but like, I just, I can't do it. There's like, there's uh, a podcaster I listen to, like J.E. Skis of No Dunks. Like he does a really good oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I can't, I can't do it. I don't know what Spencer, it is. you try. I couldn't do it. I already know it. It's like, you gotta go out and do your best. <laughs> you sound like no, you're, you have you're to sound, something. you have to, but he like, he doesn't sound like he's struggling to breathe. It's just, yeah, not, he, like, it's he, he's very, he's very like. You need to sound like you've lost your voice. And then Which is what I would do too, because I, I can't yeah. get my voice to sound like yeah, that. Yeah, because like it, when we tried, it sounds like we're, we're losing our breath, which he doesn't. Mm. You need to sound like you lost your voice. Yeah, he projects Probably well. have done a lot of meth, and then you'll sound like uh, Doc Rivers. <laughs> and also be bad at coaching in the NBA. Then then you sound like Doc there Rivers. There it is. There we go. Yeah. He said, Austin Rivers, about Dame's trade requests, if you were a free agent, then you would choose where you were going to go. Does that make sense? That is is a, that grammatically correct? Well, no, I guess, I'm so, assuming that's exactly how he said so it. Whoever did this quote. Yeah, so basically the way he's saying is like, if you were a free agent, then you could choose where you were going to go. Basically alluding to the fact that they're trying to choose, like in this quote we see that James Harden, Ben Simmons, guys like that, trying to choose where they're going to go without being free agents and now Dame. So I think it's not the full quote. That's why. It's a horrible quote. Yeah. They should. Why is that a tweet? Yeah, they should have wrote that. I should have read the tweet beforehand and been like, that makes no sense. Basically, he was saying that requesting trades and choosing where to go is bad for the league. When you're under contract. When you're under contract, yes. Starting with Ben Simmons and James Harden, which is technically true. Sort of. I mean, James Harden did. Ben Simmons didn't put exact destinations, I don't think, like James Harden and Damian Lillard are. But he did request trades while under contract. Yeah, this comes with more news again today, more of the same, that Dame is still stuck on going to Miami. Mm -hmm. So nothing's changed there. I'm starting to believe he's not going to go to Miami at the start of the season. Where's he going to be then? I'm starting to think he's going to stay in Portland. I think he'll be sitting right on the bench yep. in his street clothes. That is what I'm thinking is going to happen. I don't know if that can happen. Like It's just such a it's such a fractured, whatever, I want to say fractured relationship, but a fractured situation. Like, How does Miami recover from this? Because all these guys rumored, to, like, would Tyler Hero even want to be there? If Miami wants to get rid of him, like all these guys, like their newest draft pick, Jaime Hawkes, like he's he's in like all these talks now as well. Like that's absurd to me. How how? But for Dame, like, is it absurd? If they keep throwing that much stuff at it, yes. What leverage does Portland have at this point? I mean, the, the leverage they have is that clearly Miami also wants Dame, and they're not going to give him up for peanuts. So like, it's such a weird. It's situation. not good leverage. It's not good leverage, but they have something. He's one of my favorite players from the draft. I, they better not. He's a literal heat culture guy. No, you're right. But, like, yeah, I don't know. This whole Dame situation, like, I don't think this can happen where Dame is still in Portland come start of the season. I think that they need to – he needs to be moved somewhere. I fully can see it happening. I uh, think that these are two people that. that are way too loyal. To <laughs> like, Dame's loyalty is so stuck on Miami right now that it's kind of absurd. And yeah. I think that the – other hypothesis to this is that they might just trade him away to some other team and say sorry. Yeah, I see that happening more than him just being in Portland and sitting. I think if it gets that close to the season, that Portland just says, screw it, we're just going to take a- an offer that's better from Miami's offer somewhere else, and then Dame, you deal with it. It's your problem. Now. But if Dame doesn't play for a team that he gets traded to, that is going to turn a lot of people on Dame. Oh, for sure. Oh, I don't think he would do that. I think he'll sit out if Portland keeps him, because I think he's given them a fair chance, and I think he's just like sick of it um 
Yeah, but I think like, if he got traded, I think he would. The whole fair play. chance thing, like I get it. I'm and I'm with players in this regard that like yeah, like you give like all these years to this team to build a championship contender. Again, the whole Kevin Durant thing with uh, OKC. Like, and I understand that, but I do agree with Austin Rivers. It's bad for the league oh, when players sure. like He's right. you make a commitment. Dame signed that contract. Like, it's the whole like I want my cake and I want to like eat it too or whatever. Like, which I think is a dumb phrase now to think about it. Wouldn't you want to eat cake if you had it? The whole yeah, like, you can't, you can't I, have your cake and eat it too. That one always throws me off. I don't like, like that phrase, what? but like, like you know what I mean. Having a cake then, Anyways. I do love exactly. a good cake. Exactly. Anyways, uh, but yeah, to my point, like you, you sign that five-year deal, you make that commitment to the team, and then like not even two years into it, you're like, oh yeah, like I don't think I'm believing in what you guys are doing here anymore. Like I gotta go. And I get it, you've been there for this many years already, but like, what the hell is the point of signing a five-year deal then, other than you wanted all this money? So like, if it's like, if it's just money for you, then like I don't want to hear as much of like you're this loyal guy and this and that because then you're not. When you made that commitment, you weren't thinking about loyalty. You were thinking about yourself. And you're commitment allowed means nothing in the NBA you're, anymore. Yeah, you're allowed to think about yourself, but then be be honest about it. Be genuine about it. That that's why you signed that deal. So I think like to Austin Rivers' point, it's bad for the league that guys sign these deals, make these quote unquote commitments without actually committing to the team and then forcing their way out because they know it's a star driven league and they know they're the they're the commodity and they're what people are coming to watch so they can do that. But it's not a good look because then, like, what does it matter anymore? Like, in terms of, like, fans' commitment to these players and these teams. Like, as a fan, why would I be committed to a guy who signed a max deal if I know that in two years he might just request out? It's one of the most common complaints I see about the NBA is that there's way too much movement from players who are locked down on long-term contracts because not only are you annoying the fans, you're annoying the front office, you're changing the the team's trajectory completely. And it's like you you signed a contract. You don't see this in other leagues, yeah. very rarely. The NFL occasionally you Sometimes, see some yeah. some wide receivers requesting trades and some people moving, but that's also more of a team decision. Well, they don't they, NFL they don't have guaranteed money as much like basketball contracts either. No, right? it's weird. So that's why it's a little different. Yeah, but like, bro, literally, uh, American Express has uh, like jersey insurance because of how much players move nowadays. If you need jersey insurance because you're worried that you buy a jersey and it's not going to be relevant anymore, and that's <laughs> happened to me. Like I have jerseys like I, I have the worst luck with buying new jerseys. Really would you get Every new player that I buy on a jersey just ends up leaving. So I got a Fred Van Vliet jersey this year. That's tough. <laughs> He's gone. I got an OG and a Nobi jersey last year, and like, who knows if that's gonna be worth anything? Oh, that's how the rumors started. They just had to buy the jersey. Yeah. I got a Kawhi jersey. He left. That one's okay though. Championship. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I didn't. I just got a Scotty Barnes one. So. Great. Thanks sorry, 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 guys. Yeah, but the Fred one's tough because, like, really, how much is a Fred jersey worth now that he's not in Toronto? In like five years, no one's gonna even care about that jersey. Hey, he's a champion. I mean, he is, but like, again, the Kawhi one, I get. It's the black Dino one though. Ooh. Okay, I have that one for OG. So yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah, I have I, the OG as a purple one. The uh, oh, you know the sick. Chevron purple one. Yeah. Oh, you have that jersey? Why do you I, have that jersey? I like that jersey. Oh, I hate it. Really? I, first I of all, like I think it. the Chevrons are so overrated. Oh well, no, the Chevrons aren't but good. The, you talk about but, the, the Tampa ones, the black and purple ones. Yeah. Oh man, I hate those. Oh, I like that jersey. Really? I don't really? like the red and white ones, but I like the purple. It's ones. controversial, but yeah, I, I like that I one. I thought I had the most like normal take on that. I feel like I'm the odd one out. Like the the bottom half purple, top half black. I oh, think I people bet. have grown. I just have visions of Gary wearing that jersey. I feel like you might be more in the majority Zolfi, but yeah, I, I, I like really like it. I just like the color combo, to be honest. Like, I like them doing purple. They need to do purple again, yeah. but I just hate the look of those jerseys. It's not They're as nice as the other purple. The oh, yeah, the OG ones. purple dinos. They need to bring those back. Like Those ones are 
Yeah, like Jake is showing us a picture. Like, dude, I just think I think it looks cool with the shorts too. I, I think, think it looks really good. You know what? Maybe really maybe it's well. just PTSD because that was Tampa, and all I just think of is Alex Lennon and Aaron Baines wearing those jerseys. There's yeah, a 2K like photo that. of it. I think it looks good. It's not enough for me. It's not because like if you're gonna go purple, you need to go OG Dino purple. So if, like that's not purple enough. Well, we're never gonna get the Dinos back. Why not? Because they don't want money. They brought it back for like the throwbacks a bit, but what? Like I love the championship chevron jersey the f- original north one yeah when it says just north on it like that that's fine the whole fact of the matter that they still have chevrons as their main jerseys and the court is chevron so weird why Wh- where is this coming from i don't know why the chevron is that important what's that first reddit post say i pray the raptors change the <laughs> chevron design and that was two years ago <laughs> the chevron is i do like much. the black one the black ones, the not black bad, Michael but, Jordan ones that they have, I do it's like because they one. have the pinstripes and stuff. Because they're going for the bit of the Dino look. I don't even need them to bring back the OG purple Dino design. Give me like a remastered version where you have elements of it, kind of like those black and red like uh, Jordan brand jerseys, but like keep the purple in it. Like I just need them to be like be a little simple. You don't have to overcomplicate this. Like the formula is there. What if we get the Dinos for the play-in tournament? <laughs> Are they in season? Yikes! The, the, yeah. the NBA in-season Cup? tournament. I'd be there for it. You know, experiment with that. I could see them doing that. Could. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about that. I think we talked about this extensively in the last podcast. I don't like movement from players like that. I think it cheapens the product. I think it's it's concerning because, like, if this keeps up, owners and the league are going to have things to where they have to try to address this. And that, come that next, like, CBA negotiation time, it's going to be butting heads because players are not going to want this to change. And you know the organizations and the the league are going to come into negotiations and be like, well, we need to figure something out because we don't like why players are doing this. They're going to have to... But Adam Silver is fine with it. That's what he said. He said it's good for the league. I just, when, but the thing is, Adam, I, 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 that's fair, and I will concede that. But at the end of the day, Adam Sin, Silver is a representative. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> that's my guy. Uh, Adam Silver is a representative of the owners. If all the owners come say we need to do something, he won't have a choice. And I think at one point all the owners will come and say something. Because if that happens, over. we're getting a locked out, lockout. I, that's the thing. Like I'm concerned about it because, like, do, I think at the I think NBA uh, owners have probably tried to have contracts not be guaranteed for a while. It's never going to happen in the NBA because it's already been in the CBA. But if this keeps up, I can see them really fighting for non-guaranteed contracts, which I think obviously the NBA players would riot about. But I can see their butting heads causing, like you said, Jake, a lockout in the next CBA negotiations. I don't know when they are exactly, but I'm concerned about it with the way things are going. That's why I think it's a bad thing for the league because the trajectory they're on, it's leading to a boiling point. I just want to say one name's really slid under the radar here when it comes to starting this whole trend for demanding trades. James Harden, Ben Simmons, that was late. What about DeMarcus Cousins sitting out in Sacramento? Remember that? Oh, yeah, but he was rotting in Sacramento. Forcing his way to the Pelicans. I don't remember Uh that. Uh Also, it's DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, He was was that guy. In in, all-NBA first team, DeMarcus Cousins on Sacramento. You you don't don't mess with DeMarcus Cousins? Cousins. Bro, he's a baller. I've never liked DeMarcus Cousins. You know who actually started all this while being under contract, if you think about it? The guy who was under contract in Philly. No, not James Harden. Furkan Kirkmas. Yeah. He True. requested a trade. Yeah. I've, I've been saying that on this podcast. Korkmaz, he wants freedom. He's the reason that all this happened. Absolutely. Do we want to do this other thing that we have here, or do we want to wrap up? You guys choose. I think we how, can. That we how can. long have we been going? Yeah. We are approaching an hour. I think we can go to Obscure uh, Raptors. I have a fun one. 
Let's go to Obscure Raptors. Yeah, let's go to Obscure We've had a lot Raptors. of talk about some other NBA players, but Obscure Raptors is, is fun. Because this one is going to be an interesting one. Again, it depends on your knowledge of this era. I'll tell you uh, now. He was in the early goings of the We the North era. Okay, okay I should get this in. Okay. I'll start by giving you his point totals. Seven, six point seven points, three point nine rebounds, and one assists a game. And he is a forward. Forward slash center, or just forward? Just forward, just power forward. More. You want more? He was a first round pick. <laughs> like the way I, asked I, have, I have a guess, but I don't think he's a forward. I'd say he's more of a center. Fourteenth overall in twenty ten by the Houston Rockets, first round pick. This might be what I'm thinking of. You want to guess? Chuck Hayes? No. Good guess, though. Did he get drafted by the Rockets? He was in Houston for a bit. I don't know if he did. I don't know if he was drafted, though. Yeah, the forward thing didn't make sense. 2010. How many years did he play with the Raptors? He played four seasons with the Raptors. And he played four seasons in the league after that for two different teams. So he was with Houston for his first, like, four years. Spent a couple years in Sacramento before making his way to Toronto. You might have gave it away with that. I might have. Because that means he's in the Sacramento trade for Rudy Gay. And that means it has to be Landry Fields. No, yeah. it can't be. Landry Fields is a Nick. What are you talking about? Who was part of that deal? Yeah. I'm so bad I'm at gonna remembering give you, these names. I'm going to give you a very obscure hint. No, because the is points one of is the, too high for all these guys I'm saying. Man. This is a guy that I remember him for this. He had a game-winning shot against the Brooklyn Nets. While he was on the Toronto Raptors, there's a few names that are coming to my head, but what? Just a regular season game? Regular season game. He was part of the We the North era. He was a forward. Did we already mention him in, the, in this podcast? Today, no. Did he play during the playoffs? Yeah, he played in the playoffs for the Raptors. Uh, he was. He went to Kentucky. Like is it? Is it? Is it Patrick Patterson? Ding ding ding! It's Patrick Patterson. It's Patrick Patterson. So that's what? A kept, that's what kept coming to my mind. But I'm like, but that Kentucky one. Is I thought he was later. No, no, he was in the We the North era. So everything made sense to be Patrick Patterson. He came over from Sacramento. Yeah. The points sounded about right. Forward and then a game-winning shot. But then I was like. 23. He had to be here a bit longer. 2013 to 2017. Did he end his career with the Clippers? Yep. If you said that, I would have had it then. Yeah, I was going to get to that next. Because when I said he played for two two teams after uh, the Raptors within four seasons, I was about to say it, but I left it to kind of have another hint. But yeah, Patrick Patterson, so far after a rough start the first week with uh, Linus Clayza, you guys have gotten Tyler Hansborough and Patrick Patterson. I haven't gotten anything in Spencer. (laughs) I mean, you knew he he ended his career in the Clippers. I'll give you that. Well, I know who Patrick Patterson is. Yeah, I, I liked Patrick I, Patterson. I, yeah, I was thinking a bit more obscure, but then I like all the names I said, like Landry Fields and Chuck Hayes. Like they would not have averaged almost seven. The points point total year. completely yeah. makes sense too. Yeah. 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 And there you uh, go. There's your obscure. I right want. Can't, I can't I feel like I know nothing when you do these because I'm sitting here like, uh, the entire time. But I I. You forget like some of these Raptors, man. They're just like the Raptors have had some really really obscure. I could go really deep in here, but I don't think anyone ever get them. Like guys like Dwight Bikes. Alexia Jinsa, I don't know if Lorenzo Brown. That. Lorenzo Brown. There are some really, really obscure Raptors. By the way, Dwight Bikes follows me on Twitter. It's the most random Ooh, thing. Does he? Yeah, I don't Get know. Get him why. on the pod. 
One time, I think I tweeted and tagged White Bikes, being like, "Oh man, he had a really good game," and they just followed me. So yeah, I have a I have a, an ex Toronto Raptor on to follow me on Twitter. So I guess that's kind of cool. I tried to get Steve Blake to follow me for the longest time. Oh, yeah, legend. Did he? I did. He did not Pissing follow legend. me. He was my favorite two K player. Steve. Blake. I would always do Kawhi Leonard and Steve Blake, and it would be deadly. Um, Jordan Farmer Blacktop. back in the day. Oh, you guys okay. remember Jordan Farmer back in the day? He used to play in the yeah, Lakers, Lakers and the yeah. Nets. And, Cl- was, and Clippers too, didn't he? I think maybe. Yeah. He was a god in 2K for a bit. OJ Mayo. But did you get his jersey because you liked playing with him so much? Hell no. <laughs> I got a Steve Blake jersey. Yeah, really? Yeah, Detroit Pistons. Oh, good for you. I don't think I think you're the only person ever to own that jersey. I wore it to a Raptors game versus Pistons. Wow. You gave me crap for wearing a Kobe jersey in LA when they played the Raptors. And you wore a Pistons jersey in Toronto against the Raptors. Yeah. I, and you wore a Steve Blake <laughs> Pistons Steve jersey. Steve Blake. I wore a Kobe Bryant jersey in Six L.A. One so, and you gave me crap for it. The whole game, I'm like yelling at him. I'm like, Steve, because he's not playing. He's on the bench the whole game. Yeah, no, duh. <laughs> he doesn't turn and acknowledge me the whole time. I was heartbroken. He probably is not, he's probably not used to hearing somebody yell his name. He probably thinks, oh, I guy's yelling for another Steve. Or he's probably thinking you're going to make fun of him when he turns around. <laughs> Don't do it, don't do it. I took a photo and uh, posted it of me wearing his jersey at the game, too. Never did anything about it. He was so active on Twitter. I was so heartbroken. Oh, that's tough. Are you we... got Big Time by Steve Blake. Should I try to get Steve Blake on the pod? I mean, Are we positive point? he's not Jason Blake's brother? I don't know. Do you remember Jason Blake on the Leafs? No. no. Dude, they look the exact same. Well, I'm not, you said Leafs. I had yeah, Leafs Jason go straight Blake, over you my head. Do the spin moves? <laughs> no idea. You guys come in the shootout and do a spin move? Well... All Thank right. you, Zolfi, for making uh, me look nice. dumb again. I'll, I should yeah, be able yeah. to get most of them that are from the past 10 years. Before that, though, I'm useless. Don't worry, when Daniel's back, we'll have the whole squad cooking. If yeah. you do for one from, like, 2005, I'm going to be so cooked. Daniel is going to be coming back this Saturday hey, when we're at the Wentworth Ooh. 3v3 tournaments. Yes, it's sir. happening. Yes, it's officially sir. this week, and we are going to be there in Hamilton. And come see us. We're going to be filming a lot of content. It starts at 12. We're going to be there bright and early. And we want people to interact with us. So Absolutely. we're going to have like great talking points and conversations where we're going to try to get people who are there to jump on, give us their takes. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say about players in the NBA, the Raptors, or whatever it may be, who the GOAT of basketball is. I don't know. Like We'll see on the day of. But so well, the main point is we want people to come out, have some fun, and join us in conversations and talking. So please be there. Please engage. We're looking forward to it. Yes, sir. It's going to be very interactive. going to be very different. But uh, we're looking to make s- maybe even a couple of different videos for you guys. So it should be a lot of fun to film. It should be a lot of fun for you guys to watch. Uh, we're looking forward to it, and you guys should too. Absolutely. It's going to be really exciting to see what we end up doing. If you want to come see us and hang out with us, we're going to have a whiteboard out front so you can see what's going on. If you see us and it says, shush, do not disturb, don't disturb us. But if you want to come... And do some fun things. We're going to have prompts, like Zolfi said. Come join us at TB McClesson Park in Hamilton. Like I mentioned, 12 o'clock. Be there. You're going to see a big tent. You're going to see all four of us sitting at a nice table. You can see all of our cute faces in person. And we're just really excited to watch some 3v3 basketball the whole time and just hang out and have a blast at this soon-to-be massive event. I want to hear some hot takes from you guys. Oh, absolutely. We, we're not, we don't here for the light you. stuff. We're here for the hard yeah hidden takes i am ready we want all the people. hot takes we have some stuff planned for our specific episode based which we're filming on saturday 
may not come out on Saturday. It might be a little bit later in the coming week. So stay tuned for that. And you know how you can stay tuned to that is if you follow us on our socials and not just one social media, which is Twitter and not X, not calling it X. Nope. It is Twitter at dream underscore team pod as well as our Instagram. We are live on Instagram. You can find us at dream underscore team underscore pod. So that one has three. Yeah, two underscores. Two underscore. I can't count. That one has two <laughs> underscores. So you can find us there. Interact with us on there. There's going to be so much fun stuff on there that is going to be extra to the podcast. So come out, follow us there. And hey, you might able to find Daniel's Instagram on there. Shh, it might be on there. So yeah, lots of good stuff for the Dream Team. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you want to follow me on my socials, you can find me at Jake underscore Schultz. That's S-C-H-U-L-Z-6 on Twitter. As well, follow everything else that I just mentioned beforehand. Yes, sir. Remember to download the pod and listen. We appreciate everyone doing so. The support has been awesome. But keep it up. At Zofi underscore Shake on Twitter and Instagram if you want to see what I'm up to. Yeah, and I'm at Kloss Talk Sport on Twitter. But honestly, just follow the follow the new Instagram. Don't have to follow me this week. Absolutely. Save that all for the new Instagram. We crossed over 10 ratings on Apple, which is great. Love to see that. And we're over 40 followers. We're almost there to 50. Keep following Apple, Spotify, all that jazz in between Zencaster. (laughs) If you want to listen on Zencaster, because there are some of you weirdos that are listening on Zencaster. I see you guys. And we appreciate you weirdos. We we love y'all. So thanks for listening. Come join us at the Wentworth 3v3 Festival. See you guys on Saturday, and see you guys in the next one. Peace. See you guys.